0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode number six of the Institute of View podcast. My name is Marien Tilly and I'm the creator and the host of this podcast. Every Tuesday, I post a new episode on personal development and career growth, specifically on things that have worked for me and that you could implement in your life if you want to. Last week, I asked you to send me questions you might have on what I already discussed in the podcast or any other topics related to career development. Before we start talking about that today, if you want to send me your questions, you can send me a message on the Facebook page of the Institute of You or use the contact form on the blog instituteofyou.org. So I received a question from someone regarding last week's episode on creating a career development plan. I'm going to read it for you. Hi Marion, thank you for sharing your experience in the podcast. I'd love to create a career development plan like the one you talked about on Tuesday, but I never find the time to work on my development. My job is very busy, when I get home I have to take care of the kids, and in the evening I am too tired. I really want to start working on my career, so I was wondering if you had any tips on how I could squeeze it in my busy schedule. Thanks in advance. Thank you for sending it to me, it's a very good question and it's definitely something I was asked in the past when I was working on my personal development, so I'm happy you contacted me about it. I already answered it in the blog in a few articles on time management, but I'm going to put all the different tips that worked for me in this one episode. Now, if you Google time management, you are going to find a lot of different techniques and tools that will help you manage your time better. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but I will talk about the ones that have worked for me, not just for personal development, but also for me to organize my day better, to feel productive and proactive. If you manage to work more efficiently during the day, you will definitely find the time, if you want to, to work on your personal development. So I hope you will answer the question. As I was preparing this podcast episode, I was thinking and reflecting on all the techniques that I used in the past. So it was a good exercise also for me to maybe think about the ones that I could do better as well. I identified techniques, I'm gonna call it techniques, but it's really some things that I've been doing. The first one is definitely the most extreme, but it was also the most impactful on my day to day. A year ago, I decided to block one day per week where I did not have any meetings. I chose Fridays to have time to wrap up the week before the weekend. What I did was booking a recurring meeting from nine to six every Friday. So every Friday, I was not available for meetings. Uh, If a colleague sent me an invite for a meeting, I would gently decline it because in my calendar, it was showing that I was busy and we would reschedule it to another day. Obviously, between the moment I decided to do that and the moment I actually had no meetings, it it took a few weeks because I had already a few recurring meetings scheduled on Fridays, um, you know, with my colleagues, with my teams. But as time passed, I had less and less meetings. That meant that between Monday and Thursday, sometimes it was quite busy because I had all the meetings then. But then I had Friday to catch up on emails to make sure I was you know, doing reports or documenting things to make sure that I was catching up on all that I hadn't done or didn't have time to do during the week. And if it turned out that that Friday where I did not have any meetings, I actually had less emails to send because I had already sent them during the week or the rest of the week was pretty calm. That's when I was dedicating my time to my personal development. I had started by blocking my Tuesdays, uh, but I, I find that it was a m- more challenging, at least in my previous company, um, than a Friday. Because usually Fridays, you know, some people can take the day off, uh, but on Tuesday, most people are in the office. And because it's in the middle of the week, I find that it was more challenging to say no to meetings and have them schedule at a time where probably people were not in the office. I told my manager about that and actually at the same time I was, uh, as I was planning it, I read an article on Harvard Business Review about doing this. And he found that there was a lot of benefits into blocking that time for yourself. As a manager, I found that I could spend the whole day at my desk and not running between meetings and actually not see my team for the whole week. Because some days that happened would arrive in the morning, leave my coat and my bag at my desk and literally come back eight hours later, pick my bag and go home. I knew that on Fridays I would sit with them. I did this for about nine months until I realized that I did not need that extra day anymore because I did not have any big projects to work on or I did not spend as much time on my personal development as I used to. So I actually removed the time that I had blocked in my calendar and I started having meetings again. If you can't block a full day in your calendar, try to see if you could block two half days during the week. Look at your calendar in the past weeks, in the past month. You will see that there will be moments during the week where it's a bit slower um, in terms of meetings. That might be a good time for you to block those um, half days. The second thing that I did to make time for my personal development was using a quadrant that I read in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I already talked about Stephen Covey in episode number three about the proactivity. So in the book, I don't remember what habit it is. He talks about time management and sorting all the different things that we do. So all our tasks and responsibilities in the quadrant where we mark if the things that we do are urgent or not urgent or important and not important. So on the upper left side, you have tasks that are both urgent and important. On the upper right side, you have tasks that are important but not urgent. And you guessed, in the lower boxes, so you have the tasks that are not important. On the left, not important and urgent. And on the right, not important and not urgent. I will leave a screenshot of this quadrant in the post of the podcast so you can see a bit better. Organizing those tasks, depending on whether they were urgent or not urgent, important or not important, really helped me understand where I was putting my personal development. I put it in the upper right quadrant, so things that are important but not urgent. Stephen Covey writes about that quadrant that is the quality time. So it's the area where you are in full control um, because you are not dealing with urgent things, but you are working with important things. That's where I aimed to spend most of my time on. There is another quadrant that I think you could be interested in, and I'll also put it in the article of the podcast, and it's called the Eisenhower quadrant. And basically it's the same. So you have the four boxes, important, urgent, Important, not urgent, not important, urgent, and not important, not urgent. Um, But basically what is done here is actually linking an action to the different quadrants. So for the task that you put in important and urgent, so on the upper left side, there is the action to do it now. On the right side, so important but not urgent, you have decide, schedule a time to do it. And at the bottom, you have delegate and delete. So it's a lot clearer maybe than um, Stephen Covey's. Um, so you can also use that if you think it's, it might be a bit better for you to take an action on those tasks. When I did it, um, I realized that I was spending a lot of time being distracted and that's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about also in this episode. The distraction of the people around you, of your notifications on your phone, of Facebook or Twitter is really taking a toll on your efficiency at work and how much time you actually spend on things. Another thing that I found was quite telling is that I found that um, multitasking was also something that dragged my productivity down. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. The constant interruption and moving from one task to another every so often really broke my attention. I found that I was spending a lot of time just going back to the task and resetting my brain to really focus on that specific responsibility that I wouldn't have wasted if I had focused on it in one go. So when you look at the two techniques that I talked about blocking one day per week uh, where there's no meeting and the quadrant, whether it's Stephen Covey's or Eisenhower's, you can see that there's actually different things that you can also do to commit to those things. The first one is learn to say no. So I was mentioning, um, you know, when you have a meeting scheduled the day of your no meeting day, just say no. Decline gently, uh, contact the person who sent the meeting because very likely they did not check your calendar and make sure that it's rescheduled on another day. Don't be afraid and don't justify yourself. If you're not available, it's okay avoid distractions in tasks that are important or that require attention and avoid multitasking as much as possible. Another thing um, that you could also do is uh, learn to delegate. So there are tasks that uh, might not be important to you but or might not be urgent and you know might seem a bit redundant because you've done them in the past. If you delegate those tasks to people who have never done them you also give them the opportunity of learning something new and if free some times for you to work on something that is more important or more urgent so basically in those two techniques you see that you have at least six things you can look at to free some time in the blog post of the episode i will also leave an article to the blog that talks about how you can set up your gmail account and your email in general uh, to automate some tasks uh, label some emails um, filter down emails as well I won't go through that now because it's quite technical and there's no point in uh, talking about it if I can't show you on a screen. It definitely helped my inbox stay under control. My goal was to stay at inbox zero, so zero unread emails. You know, I belong to the group of people that can't stand one unread email, so it, it has helped a lot as well. I'll put a link in the description. Something that I found as well was working really well is mapping your week. So whether it's on, you know, even Sunday evening, if you're thinking about work or Monday morning, try to think about what you're going to achieve this week. What are you going to do? What is your week going to look like so that you can also plan ahead? By mapping your week, I also mean checking your energy levels throughout the week so you see when you are the most efficient. Are you mostly efficient at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week? Are you more efficient before lunch or after lunch? All those things matters because when you know when you are very productive, you can focus this time of the week or the day specifically on tasks that require a lot of attention. To help me map my week, I actually created a monthly to-do list on Evernote. So I never managed to really use to-do list efficiently. I always started one and never finished it. And then I found that doing a monthly to-do list on Evernote was removing all the hassle of updating it every day, but still helped me uh, mapping my month and then every week. And every so often, I don't know, maybe once once a week or maybe once a month, I was checking that uh, to-do list. And I was also preparing the to-do list for the following month. There will be recurring tasks that you have to do different months. you know, at the end of the year, at the end of each quarter, you might do performance reviews, or you might have to do a self-evaluation, or you might have to do a specific report. That really helps you being reminded of those things, but giving you the freedom of doing it throughout the month rather than on a specific day or week. Another thing that I've been doing and actually realize when I don't do it, I feel overwhelmed quite quickly is making good use of my free time. It can be when you're commuting or when you're waiting for the doctor or any other appointment or when you are at home and you don't know what to do. So you go on YouTube and then you lose three hours of your time and you don't know what happened because you got swallowed in the recommended box of videos. Make good use of that free time to read about personal development, to watch documentaries, to do things that you're curious about and that will help you learn something. But I can also entertain you so it can be fiction, anything basically that will make you relax, that will um, make you learn is a great use of your time. Finally, the last piece of advice that I have for you, and that's something that I've also done quite a lot, is the two minute rule by David Allen. So I didn't know that existed, but basically it labeled the principle that I had that if it can be done quickly, so in that, um, if it can be done in two minutes, just do it. There is no reason why you should postpone something you can do quickly. You don't know what those two minutes that you spent completing something can actually do on the work of others. They might be expecting for you to fill just one cell in that spreadsheet. And if you do that very quickly, it will help others work on their own projects or, or do their own job more quickly. How many times have you actually waited for someone to do something very quickly and that person waited for the last day that you set as a deadline to do it? If it can be done in two minutes and you do it now, then you can forget about it completely after that and move on to something that maybe requires more time and attention, like your career development plan. I hope this gives you some tips on how to make time for your personal development, because when you work more efficiently and you're more productive at work, you become a bit more proactive and then you can work on things that you want and you have time for those things, like your career planning. The quadrant will definitely help you visualize where you see your personal development, whether it's important and urgent, not important, not urgent, etc. But it's not the only way to see if you really want to work on your development. Ask yourself some questions about your motivation and your commitment to develop yourself. If you really can't make time for your development, ask yourself what's stopping you from doing it and what you could change to get yourself started. You will never work on your personal growth at the same pace. Um, some days, weeks, months, uh, you'll be able to make it priority and other times it will be more complicated. Be compassionate with yourself. It's okay if you're not working on your development every day or every week. If you know how important it is and you're determined to grow, you will take the time one way or another and make personal development your priority. It's a long journey, but you will get there if you want to. So that's it for today. I hope you found it interesting and that it gives you some tips on how to make time for things that really matter to you. It can be your career development plan or it can be doing a hobby that you don't think you have time to do. I will leave a summary of the different tips in the link in the description of the podcast so you can go back to them easily. Please send me your questions if you have any and I'll be happy to answer them in next week's episode. Thank you again for listening and I wish you a very good week.